powerful readings today as always. We're in the middle of Matthew's Gospel. And Matthew 13, Jesus tells seven parables about the kingdom of heaven. And right, that number seven is always important in Scripture. And this part, this chapter of Matthew's Gospel, is the very centerpiece. Really important thing. Today what I want to talk to you about, we're going to get to uh, what these parables mean and what Jesus is getting at today. And I want you to think about this as we start. I want you to think about, have you ever read someone else's mail? One time in seminary, I was, it was the end of the semester, and I was going through my mailbox, and our report cards were in there, and I opened up my report card, and I was like, yeah, oh, I didn't do as well in that class as I thought. And then I found out I was reading Father Brady Wagner's report card. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> loser. Um, and then he walked in the door right as I was reading his report card, and he has never let me live that down in you know, the, last, the last 15 years. You've got to get your audience right sometimes, right? We have to know when a letter is addressed to someone, is that addressed to us? Is it addressed to someone else? And if we get it wrong, it really affects things. Again, when I was in seminary, at the beginning of every academic year, the dean, Dr. Anthony Lillis, he would get up at the start of every year, and he would lecture the guys on how they needed to study harder, and they needed to spend more time really digging into their studies. And I took it really personally. And over time, I realized, though, and it was a key year for me, one of those years, I realized, I was like, you know what? I have straight A's. He's probably not talking to me. He's probably talking to those guys who aren't taking academics seriously. That's so important. And here's what I want to start off with today. Here's the problem with Christianity is that for too many of us, we think that Jesus' parables today are addressed to someone else. And the major thing I want to challenge you to today is Jesus here in Matthew 13. We started Matthew 13 last week with the parable of the sower. That parable, brothers and sisters, is not addressed to the person next to you. It's not addressed to a crowd in Galilee in the first century. The parable of the weeds and the wheat today that we're going to get into a little bit, that parable is written to you. And what I want to invite you into today is that to be a real Christian, what God wants to do with us in the parables, he does not simply want us to learn information. He wants to point his finger right at you and say, the kingdom of God is here. And how will you respond? Whenever someone understands that, when we get to a place, brothers and sisters, where we realize that the gospel is not meant for someone else, 
Our lives change. But maybe the most powerful story in the church's history about this uh, is their early church father, St. Anthony of the Desert. St. Anthony of the Desert was at Mass one Sunday, and the Gospel reading was Matthew chapter 19. Matthew 19, Jesus addresses the rich young man. And he says to the rich young man, If you would be perfect, go sell all you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. And what most of us do, and I've done it a million times, is that I think that that word that Jesus spoke was meant for the rich young man. St. Anthony of Egypt knew, not thought, not imagined, he knew that that gospel was written for him. And he got up, and he made sure his sister was taken care of, and he gave away everything he had. And he became, became one of the greatest saints of the early church. That happens in the life of every saint, is they realize at one point that God's word is not spoken to someone else. And brothers and sisters, the main thing I want to say to you today is that Jesus in Matthew 13 tells seven parables for you. But even more than that, Jesus is God's word to you. And that word should throw us into a moment of decision and crisis. So I don't know, are you a gambler? This means yes. This means no. Or just stare at me as every Sunday. Uh, I'm not much of a gambler. We had a, we had a great gala event about a month ago. So at our, our school gala, we auctioned off different items. And one of them this past year was uh, some of our parishioners through a casino night. And so at their house, they brought in a company that basically turns your home into a casino. And we had like, I don't know, 50 people at their house that night. And they had all these different casino games. Uh, it was super fun. And you walk in at the start of the night, they said, okay, everyone starts, I forget how much it was, but let's just say you start with $500 in chips, and it's all fake money. And at the end of the night, there are a couple of door prizes for whoever, whoever has the, the most points, whatever, the most dollars at the end of the night. Now, I'm not a card player or a gambler, I never have been. So I thought, well, I'll get a drink, and I guess I'll go play blackjack because I'm smart enough to figure out blackjack, right? So I go to the blackjack table, and uh, the dealer, right, he gives, gives out the cards, and I get my two cards, and I'm at 16. And he flips over his first card, right? He shows you one on the table, and it's an ace. And he's going around, you know, who wants, who wants a hit? Who wants another card? And I'm at 16. What would you do? Would you go for it? This means yes. This means no. And this is unacceptable. 
right? It's, it was a risk. And here's what I realized. I was sitting there, right? And you're, you're, you're thinking through it. You're like, okay, the odds, it's a little tight. I'm right on the verge. I could go either way. And I'm hemming and hawing. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's fake money. <laughs> it's just fake money, Brian. Maybe you should take a risk. So I didn't, and I won. <laughs> in the middle of these parables in Matthew 13, and if you were with me in St. Louis, you heard a little bit of this last week. Here's the secret, brothers and sisters. You cannot understand God's parables unless you risk something. All through this chapter, what happens is Jesus speaks to the crowd in parables, and no one knows what it means. A crowd gathers, and he says, a sower went out to sow, and some seed fell on the path, and some fell on rocky ground, and some fell among thorns, and some good soil. Whoever has ears ought to hear. Thanks, Jesus. Great. Today, right, he says... The kingdom of God is like a field that a farmer went out and he sowed wheat. And in the middle of the night, an enemy came in and sowed weeds. Whoever has ears ought to hear. Cool. <laughs> I think I'll go home now and, you know, I don't know, have a drink. Jesus tells parables, but then, brothers and sisters, here's the key. To those who are disciples... And what it means is those who have risked something. To those who have left behind their former life, he brings them inside the house, which, by the way, that's Peter's house, which is the church. And he explains the mysteries of the kingdom of God to them. The parables of the kingdom of God today, the parable of the weeds and the weed, brothers and sisters, is addressed to you. If you're someone who is willing to risk your life for Jesus Christ, and none, not a single one of us, not a single one of us can escape that word of God. I always thought I could. And maybe you can relate to me. I always, I still kind of think this some days. But my whole life I thought I could avoid Jesus calling on me. I thought I could learn about the kingdom of heaven. I could learn how to find things in the Bible. I could learn answers about God. And I could just live my life. None of us can escape the word of God. Today's parable is not meant for the row behind you or the row in front of you. Jesus says to us today, the kingdom of heaven is like this. You know what the kingdom of heaven is like? It's like that. 
As Origen loves to repeat over and over again, Origen calls Jesus the Basilea Artu, the kingdom himself. And God's kingdom, brothers and sisters, is breaking into this world. Jesus is breaking into this world, and his kingdom is going to spread. And what will you do? Will you go on as if life is just the same as it was yesterday? Or will you make a decision today to follow after him? I think one of the greatest sermons, I don't think this, I'm pretty confident about it. One of the greatest sermons ever written is by Father Vitold. No, just kidding. <laughs> he thinks that it is, but... Uh, by John Henry Newman. So St. John Henry Newman is one of the greatest preachers in the history of Christianity. Uh, when he was preaching at Oxford, we have stories of how the chapel was more full than the churches today. It was standing room only. And Newman was famous for these pauses where he would make the word of God speak to you. Not the crowd, but you. And we're told that he would have this silence that was so pregnant that people just were on the edge of their seats. They would hang on his every word. And one of Newman's greatest sermons is called The Ventures of Faith. And I love this sermon. I pull it out every once in a while. And Newman says this. He says, I fear that most of us called Christians, who are called Christians, whatever we may profess, whatever we may think or feel, Whatever warmth and illumination and love we may claim as our own would go on almost as we do, neither for the much better or much worse, if we believe Christianity to be a fable. What Newman means here is that if you believe Christianity were just a nice fairy tale, for most Christians, our lives would look exactly as they do today. And it's a strong sermon. And he comes after us in this sermon. He comes after me in this sermon. And he goes on and he has this line. He says, he says, these Christians venture nothing. They risk, they sacrifice, they abandon nothing on the faith of Christ's word. Being a Christian, brothers and sisters, to be a real Christian, if you want to see God, if you want that parable to come alive for you, you must risk. You must risk. Not someone else. And I do not mean here today I do not mean simply overcoming a moral problem. That might be something in your life that you need to do. I mean today, there is a parable put before you. And as N.T. Wright says, Jesus is God's parable. And he forces us to a decision. When Jesus preaches this in Matthew 13, 
The kingdom of God is breaking in. What will you do? Will you live today as you lived yesterday? Will you live like everybody else? Will you live like your neighbor down the street? Will you live as if this world is the only goal that you have in this life? Or will you risk? Will you know like St. Anthony knew that today's parable is not addressed to somebody else, but today Jesus calls on you. Lord, give us ears to hear. Jesus, your cross places in your resurrection and your whole life, Jesus, you are God's question to me. How will I respond? Will I live like I did last year? Will I just hope for an easier life? Or give us ears to hear? Jesus, help us to venture and to risk. Let us now stand and profess our faith.